Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Kirk Your Enthusiasm. Just another mediocre podcast on the Mavs Moneyball feed. How are you, Luke Askew, joining us today? I'm doing great. Got uh, Summer League right around the corner. Well, I guess it's kind of cooking right now, but Vegas Summer League right around the corner. And that's, you know, what they say it's the best basketball the world has to offer. So, and I, it's always fun whenever a summer league guy goes off the way chet did the other night because oh man it's you know so often the timeline the social media timeline isn't watching the same thing and it's like during the finals only for the most insane hardcore fans that are like watching a utah summer league game or or maybe they're in the california classic i wasn't paying too close of attention but it's it's just a lot of fun so let's kind of hop right into it because neither one of us has a lot of time but i definitely wanted to do this before uh summer league starts so the mavericks play four games here and the first one is on friday afternoon and you are working on a piece which by the time this goes up should also um be up or at least will come soon after it about sort of the the intriguing players on the roster so so let's talk about who you want to talk about yeah um so i have i have five guys i'm looking at um you want them five to one let's let's do five to one perfect um actually before i get into five i want to do a quick little shout out to my honorable mention um Derek alston jr um six nine athletic forward um could could potentially have some summer league moments um and could i mean he's a wing the mavs need more wings i think one thing that's fun to think about with summer league is who could potentially end up making a roster at some point um, it's a lot easier to talk about that now and be optimistic about that. And then you see when the actual final rosters come out in October, it's a lot more bleak. There aren't as many summer league guys as you think, but <laughs> Derek Alston Jr. has a, he has a chance to, uh, he has, you know, a chance to, to be one of those guys that could make it. He had a good G league season last year and, uh, I'm excited he's on the Mavs team, but I just wanted to give a quick little shout out to him. Love it. Um, so my number five guy, my number five guy is, um, I lost my list here. There it is. My number five guy is a guy that I'm not sure how many NBA people have heard of, but a lot of college basketball people know him. Sam Wardenberg. Uh, Sam Wardenberg played for Miami for, um, I think four or five years. He might've actually even been a six shirt, a six year, uh, red shirt senior with uh this dude's photo he looks like he could write on our staff he's he's a 610 225 pound forward out of miami and he's from new zealand kind of looks like you (laughs) a little bit I, I, I see kind of I did kind of look like this in high school. I'm looking at this guy's photo. So I see here he played six years at Miami because he had to red shirt um one year for his, and then, his normal and then the covid uh, covid red shirt which the ncaa allowed so he's a 20 i guess he's still only 23 despite playing that much that's interesting yeah so he's he's a guy that you know as far as uh summer league ceilings go i would say his ceiling's not too high but um he does have he has i mean he's he's older he has a lot of experience he's gonna be ready to play right away um i like you know, his, his tape is kind of fun. A lot of his highlights and anybody who's watched Miami, uh, they had a successful year this year and he was a big part of it. He's he's more mobile and more athletic than you'd think he would be. Um, just looking at him uh, on the court 
he, he moves better than you would think. And he shoots the three ball pretty well. Um, that's something that's improved for him over the course of his career. And he has really nice vision. Um, he doesn't rack up assists only to a game in 30 minutes. Uh, but his vision is really nice. And I think he could be one of those guys where the NBA game kind of opens up his, his uh, tool set a little bit just in terms of his pick and pop ability his vision with more open court spacing and stuff like that. Um, you know, odds are he'll be in the G league next year or playing overseas somewhere, but uh, he's my number five guy. I'm intrigued. Um, I, he is one of the guys that I will be watching for. And I hope, I mean, the first game isn't kicked off yet for the Mavs. So we have no idea really what the, what the uh, priority is for coach St. Jean in terms of who's going to be getting a lot of these minutes. Um, around the fringes, but I hope mm-hmm. Sam Wardenberg is a guy that gets um, that gets some good run because yeah, he's he's fun to watch. That minutes thing is pretty important because it's weird how sometimes they have like these rosters of fourteen or fifteen guys, and then the coaches will play seven dudes. And mm-hmm. It's like what like what's the point? Like have a ten person roster if that's what you're going to do. But anyways, that all right. that that's that's worth noting because it's it's like right off the bat, it's it's. You know, it's like Moses Wright is on this team, former two-way player for the Mavericks, and it's it where they go with the minutes is going to be worth it. But that if he does get to play, his size alone and and the skill set you described makes him sort of a potential fun summer league player. Yeah, and I think he's he's kind of he kind of shaping up to be one of those guys that summer league fans might kind of gleam onto. And and uh, like you said, he looks like he should be writing for our site, not playing on the court. And you know. Alex Crusoe is another guy who had that kind of that kind of mentality and then picked up some steam at summer league. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited for him. Um, my number four, and you can tell, uh, you can tell by the um, fringe guys I'm kind of getting into here. Just at number five and number four, the Mavs don't have a very fun summer league team. I feel like I should have said that earlier. No, they don't. Um, they, they never do. It makes me sad. Like the Dennis Smith years were fun, but it's like when you don't really have rookies, you don't really have slots. It's like, what are you, what are you going to do? Right. So, so we are, we are kind of, we're digging deep to find some intriguing guys here, but um, number four, I have Marcus Bingham Jr. uh, from Michigan. He's a big man, um, super long blocks, a lot of shots started developing his, uh, his, his three ball um, played at Michigan state under Tom Izzo. Um, he's just, he's an interesting prospect. He went undrafted in the 2022, um, draft. So pretty raw still. Um, but he's a guy that, uh, the Mavs took a flyer on with their summer league team. And that's pretty much all I got for him. So, well, it's interesting. So I'm reading, I should have sent you this great editor by me. The Mavs sent out this like series of bios a couple days ago and I just forgot I had it. So I was looking through my, my email he grew from 6'2 as a high school freshman to 6'10 as a senior. So yep. I think part of where like the rawness comes from is just when you when you go through that sort of size leap, you have to relearn how to play basketball and you're probably put in a different position. So that's mm-hmm. that's interesting. I know our guy uh Ian Cobb is writing a piece, or at least he says he's writing a piece on Marcus Bingham, because this strikes me as the sort of you know, until they had, if if the Mavericks happen to make a move to where they move on from any of the bigs that they have, meaning primarily Dwight Powell, it wouldn't mm-hmm. shock me if somehow like Bingham ends up as like a two way guy for the Mavericks yep. if if there's any interest because 
you just need big man depth and and you know a seven foot tall guy 230 pounds like that's interesting period so yeah and he moves he it's kind of interesting to watch him play i mean he's not he's not built the same as bull bull um in terms of the extremes but he mm-hmm. kind of moves a little bit like him in just in terms of like he just looks so long and he yeah. looks his presence is kind of menacing on the court and one thing that's interesting about him, and I'll kind of mention this a little bit with my next guy too, is guys like this in summer league, if you're in person watching, it's pretty crazy because it's such an intimate setting. So the guys that have really wild physical attributes yeah. jump off the page more because you're right there next to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's a guy that it'll, he'll command the gym when he walks in. And uh, it'll be it'll be interesting. I hope I, I agree with what you said. I could see him ending up as a two way guy. Um, and so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. Um, number three is where I think it starts to get actually fun. Um, number three, I have Jalen the Q. Hmm. Um, now, Jalen, Jalen the Q, he's been in the G League for a couple of years, I believe, two seasons, three seasons. Um, didn't end up taking off after his high school career the way I think a lot of people thought he would. Yeah, he won um, a draft in 2019. Yeah. Yep. 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 He's six foot four. Um, just an absolute dynamic athlete. Um, nicknamed Baby Westbrook. Ooh. Um, yeah. He he's got he's got out of the world hops and his youtube videos are some of the most fun things you can find um those you know youtube dunks don't translate to actual good basketball which is why he hasn't fully taken off but he has gotten better in each of his three seasons in the g league um he's shown improvements his jumper is looking better um he feels like he's under more control than he used to be uh, he, he's a guy that I think could. I think he's only played nine total NBA games. Um, yeah, I'm looking at it but, here, and he spent some time with the Suns, but then he somehow got traded uh, to Oklahoma City and then got traded to Indiana. So it's like he spent some time on these rosters. He just hadn't got a lot of playing time. Like he, yeah, he I think, played four games with the Pacers, and then he played like five games with the Suns. Like, so he got very minimal experience. Yeah. And so, and he's still, um, you know, like we said, he went undrafted in 19, but he was young then. And so he's still only 22, I believe. Um, I think he just turned 22. Um, yeah, he was 19 in a, in like a week at the start of the, uh, like he was barely 19 when he, when the draft happened. Yep. Yep. So he's, he's a guy that like, I'm not, I'm just, I've been into him since, uh, I saw his high school tapes. I've been intrigued by his career. Um, because he he does have some of the most jaw dropping dunks um, that you will see, and so part of the reason I have him so high on my list isn't even um, for the chance of him making the Mavs roster. It's just because he might he's going to make summer league fun. If there's a runway, um, if he gets out on a fast break, anything like that, if somebody tries to take a charge on him, there's going to be poster dunks. Um, he's he's gonna he's gonna light up the gym. Um, he, I'll be interested to see how much playing time he gets, especially with Jaden sure. Hardy on the right. team because little, little like duplicate. Yeah. 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 So, but I have him as number three, because I think if there's, if there's one Maverick summer league guy who could pop out 
a highlight that ends up on House of Highlights over the course of the 10-day summer league, I think it's him. Um, he's he's just kind of got that it factor that Vegas Summer League needs in its own very unique way. Right. Um, but I but I don't I, I don't think he'll be on the Mavericks next year. So temp temporary excitement, folks. I know. I well, know, I mean, uh, they, like it kind of comes down to it's like, are any of these guys like camp invites? That's sort of the question that I have. Like, yeah, it's it's always rare, but you never know. I mean, and then yeah, who was the Suns' backup guard who could shoot threes? Uh, failed lottery prospect. What the heck was his name? Um, he was in the Mavs summer league team a couple of years ago. Suns point guards. This is what, I did this to you last time. Uh, Cameron Payne, <laughs> like campaign, like ended up getting a G league, like getting up, getting uh, a deal with another team while on the Mavs summer league team. So it's sometimes it's more fun. Like they, they, there might not be like roster spots for the Mavs, but a lot of these guys that come out here to play are still looking for like opportunities elsewhere, including uh, opportunities overseas. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Like um, another, um, another interesting kind of aspect of it all is like like you said the the training camp invites who's just going to get invited to camp Mm -hmm. and who's going to go next and like we saw last year eugene amarui was a summer league guy for the Mavs, and he ended up um he ended up getting a training camp invite and ended up getting a two-way a two-way deal for a little while he he got hurt and that uh that short-circuited his his mavs two-way career but um I think my my favorite kind of over the last year, the thing I've been looking back most at, and this is what your Cameron Payne thing reminded me of, is uh, Max Struess was lighting up Summer League last Ooh, year. Ooh, Miami Heat guy Max Struess for anybody who might not have followed the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, he was he was like, he, I mean, I think he averaged over, yeah, yep, I think he averaged over, uh, over 20 points per game in the Vegas Summer League last year. I remember catching him in person a couple times. Um, I had, he, he's the guy, he's a guy that had been around the block and it's kind of surprising that nobody scooped him up until really the heat did and turned him into a valuable player this year. Right. Um, but he, I mean, he basically market corrected $90 million Duncan Robinson and, um, and just, you know, 365 days ago was playing in the Las Vegas summer league. So there, there are guys that can come out of here and matter that you might not expect, but it, it is a rare, you know, there's a reason that I remember that Max Struess had over 20 points per game in the summer league last year and is now contributing on a good team because it doesn't happen often, but um, I can move on to my number two. Um, you mentioned him earlier. My number two is Moses, right? Um, I think having, having been on a two-way contract for the end of this year, I think he signed it in February with the Mavs that kind of grandfathers you into being one of the more intriguing summer league prospects, um, having any experience with the team at all, um, sort of sets a, uh, maybe a, a standard of expectations almost not that anyone's expecting Moses, right. Sure. To be anything great, but it, but he was on the team and they gave him a contract. They valued him enough to give him a two-way spot. For everyone that doesn't Um, remember Moses, Wright Is six, eight, about 225 pounds and has a plus six wingspan. Like the man's arms just keep going. Uh, And, and he was, it's an, it's going to be interesting to see if he can do anything, if he can do anything at all. Um, The most likely answer is to be blunt, probably not, enough to make a difference but uh he a a very solid showing for right at summer league would be very important for his professional future if he hopes to stay stateside 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you mentioned, his his frame is unreal. His physical profile, he looks like an NBA player. Mm-hmm. Um, he averaged right around 20 points in the G League last year um, with his time with the Texas Legends. Um, had a nice career at Georgia Tech. He's he's a he's a guy that could be one of those guys who goes underlooked for a while and then somehow turns into a rotational, you know, three, four that comes off the bench and can give you spot minutes of defense and rebounding, Um, which the Mavericks will need some of that. They, they need more wings and, um, and he's, he's a guy that they'll have in their system that if they want to give him a chance, um, you know, full-time or on another two-way deal or whatever the case may be, he's, he's a guy that I could see getting that chance. Sure. Sure. Um, number one, I'm guessing, I'm guessing, you know who it is. Um, Jaden Hardy, our only draft pick this year. Draft picks are usually the most fun guys to watch at summer league. Um, fortunately we don't have a, unfortunately we don't have a lottery pick or anything like that, but Jaden Hardy's who we got. Um, I, what do you think about Jaden Hardy in summer league, Kurt? Well, I actually asked, I'm glad you asked me this. So yesterday I tweeted out, like, what are some reasonable expectations? Um, for Hardy, and I don't remember who told me this because I don't have my feet up at the moment. But somebody responded to with the effect of, "I hope he looks comfortable in the situation and environment because he's played 25 G League games against, you know, like mature competition." And that's that's not like a, a great level of expectation, but not looking like a deer in headlights would go a long way to making me feel comfortable about his future. Mm-hmm. Um, I love his shot from what I've seen. And I'm going to be curious as to what role they put him in, because I think a lot of our fans think he is a point guard. I don't know if that's the case now. Cause like ball handling is something Luca's made us stupid in this regard. Like Luca just fixes elements of his game. Ball handling is hard. If you're not mm-hmm. kind of with it by a certain point in time in your life, getting better at it is, is really difficult because there's not the, the, you know, you don't get put in situations where you can handle the ball a ton. Like that's why like Tyrell Terry running the point last year was kind of interesting because I don't know about you, but I, I thought by the end of, of the, before he hurt himself, I thought it was pretty evident that he's just, he, he's, he's a scoring guard. And mm-hmm. I think that that might be the same thing with Hardy. That's not a knock. It's just, it, it, it matters. Like, I think that Jaden Hardy might be an eventual Tim Hardaway replacement, not Jalen Brunson replacement. Is that wild? No, I think um, I think you're dead on. I don't think I think there is a lot of talk about him being a Brunson type replacement amongst the fans just because of the timing of the deal. But I don't think that's the reasoning behind the draft pick. I think he is just a scoring guard who has upside as a scoring guard, and they took. They had an opportunity to get in and get the most talented guy left in the draft at that spot, and they took him. Um, He's not Jalen Brunson's best um, best qualities in my eyes were his sure handedness, steadiness with the ball, reliability. He wasn't going to turn it over. That is not who Jaden Hardy is at all. Um, If they wanted a Jalen Brunson replacement, they should have taken a, a four year senior point guard almost mm-hmm. of the exact Jalen Brunson mode, right. but mold, but that's, that's yeah. Jaden Hardy is not that guy. So, but my, my expectation for him is to look comfortable 
uh, you know, the, the coach talked about how good of a practice he thought they've had. And that, you know, it could be like silly coach speak, but I don't know. I, I'm, I'm very interested to see how this team performs because it's usually one of the teams that's like mid to lower tier in terms of like marquee names that actually goes the farthest in summer league because the guys just want to keep playing and the Mavs sort of have a roster like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm really, I'm really curious. I think it, it will be fun. I, I do hope he shoots the ball okay, but again, this is situationally. Like the shots he's going to get from playing with any, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie or Luka Doncic are wildly different than any other potential guard that he plays with on this team. So it's like, what things does he do that could translate in ten minutes a game at the NBA level? So yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, and like like you said, like, um the Mavs do have a team full of guys that are going to be interested in continuing to play. And I think, um, I think I'm looking back at uh, over the years, uh, summer league MVPs, um, Jaden Hardy oddly fits that mold. Um, a scoring guard uh, last year, it was Davion Mitchell and Cam Thomas shared it. I think the, the award um, both guys were kind of, doing their thing cam thomas is probably a closer um jaden hardy comp um a couple years before that uh josh hart it's it's guys like that it's not the number one overall picks that win summer league mvp or that even you know because those guys the the franchises have a rooted interest in keeping them healthy and protecting them and they want to get their feet wet a little bit it would not surprise me if chet holmgren does like barely plays again um after being awesome in game one in Salt Lake City would not surprise me if if uh his summer league run was right near near over. It's it's guys like Jaden Hardy that the Mavs should have no interest in holding him back. They should let him go. Yep. Um he's looking he's looking like he's gonna be a potential two way guy anyways, a guy that's gonna spend a lot of time in the G League. He's not crucial to their success this year. Um he was kind of you know, a free lottery ticket almost or a cheap lottery ticket. And um, I think they're going to let him go. I think you're going to see him shoot the ball a lot. Uh, I'm hoping the biggest thing I'm going to keep an eye on is his finishing Um, in the G league. It was really bad. And that's been a talking point. And that's pretty much what everybody's been saying about it, um, about him uh, since the draft and even before the draft. So, I'm guessing, you know, he's a young guy that has a phone. I'm guessing he's seen those things that have been said about him. And uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to him taking his finishing seriously. Um, I know I saw a clip today. I think Callie Kaplan asked him after the practice today um, what he had been working on. And he mentioned um, finishing at the rim. Mm-hmm. Um, biggest knock, seems like. Yep. Yep, absolutely his biggest knock. And I'm glad he if it feels like he has an awareness about that. And I think a lot of the G League stuff might have been a lack of focus because he he wasn't just unable to convert tough finishes. He was just missing like open layups. Yep. Um so I'm hoping there's a more focused effort on finishing at the rim. And that's what I'm gonna look to see. I don't care about efficiency in summer league. Get your shots up. Um and yeah, I'm excited. I think Jaden Hardy could end up being one of those guys that ends up making some noise at summer league just because he has the talent and he should have the leash. 
Well, I think we do have to touch upon one more person before we go. That's at least just because I don't know if I'm going to have any other means to talk about this. And I don't want to make too big a deal out of it because I think people get upset with me when I do this. But the Mavericks are reluctant not to play Josh Green, which it was (laughs) 50-50 for me. And the coach's comments yesterday indicated that he's like with the team and practicing, working out, but he's not playing. And I, for the life of me, cannot understand this. I I just can't. do you have any thoughts about about our guy Josh Green not playing? Um, you know, I think I think what you had said, I can't remember if it was in a tweet, an article, or in our Slack, but you had said that you thought it looked like the Mavs were just kind of trying to protect him. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that was pretty spot on. I think but he's not a summer league player. Like I, I just I not. have to be fair to him in that regard. But basketball cannot be this difficult for him to where he can't go against the next tier of NBA of, of NBA kind of, I don't want to like wannabes is not what I mean. It's a negative connotation, but like if there are, you know, there are 450 NBA slots in, in the league and you can assume that out of the world's best basketball players, about 350 of them play in the NBA. So that means there's like a hundred or so people that are on rosters that could maybe play in Europe, maybe play in China and vice versa around the world that could fit on, on NBA teams. Josh green is unfortunately in that 100. Like people aren't going to like that. I need to see how he does. There's a lot of, of, of kid gloves treatment with him. Well, we got to work on his game and work on his body. And you know, what would work on his game playing in the games and he just, he's yeah. not going to get that with the Mavericks. Like the Dorian Finney-Smith comps drive me crazy. Dorian Finney-Smith's third season, he had 253-point attempts. What world is Josh Green getting three-plus <laughs> three-point attempts a game next year? You know, it's, am, am I nuts? Yeah. No, you're not nuts. I think um, I think it would have benefited Josh Green to let him go out. I think where, where I give Josh Green a little bit of – slack is that it can be hard to be a young guy on a contending team and been picked too high yep. um you know he didn't he didn't ask to go no he didn't draft where he got drafted right and he's playing in minutes that the mavericks need to win yep. um and so there's a lot of pressure there and i would have loved for the coaching staff to be like hey josh like yeah i don't know if this is against the rules but be like $2,000 bonus if you can take 20 shots in a summer league game. Like, just do something. Like, just do something. Just go out, be free. Like, just... Yeah. be free. Just That's put- a great way to phrase it. Go be free. Like, I would have loved to have seen Josh Green point guard. Like, the yeah. everyone tells me all these different skill sets that he has, and I see flashes, but flashes does not keep you in the league. And what's most no. likely with Josh Green, and I, I just kind of say this on repeat, he's going figure to figure it out. The physical tools are there. Justin Anderson eventually figured it out. But he may not figure it out with the Mavericks. And I want him to have every opportunity to figure it out with the Mavericks. And by him not playing once again, because he should have played last year too, is, is really, it's really frustrating. And there are all sorts of Mavs fans that I talk to. Where it's like, oh, it's summer league. Why, you know, why would you play him? The Golden State Warriors played James Wiseman, Alex Kaminga, and Moody. And Kaminga, I'm not Alex Kaminga, what's wrong with me? Kaminga and 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 Moody are like both played against the Mavericks in the playoffs and did well. Like yep. it's it's I don't know. I, 
I overreact to these sort of things and summer is all about overreactions, but it's just something I wish I could have seen because I'm now just sort of disappointed and we're going to have to wait another four months until we see Josh Green play basketball. Yeah. And I think, I think there's a lot of, um, I think the perception around Josh, any supposed Josh Green negativity is that we are like rooting for him to fail. Right. Yeah. That couldn't be further from the truth. Like I, I like Josh Green seems like a great kid and Luca loves him. I want him to be successful. I have nothing against Josh Green. I don't understand how not playing in the summer league is the path to being successful for him. Um, I feel like over and over again, by putting the kid gloves on him, we're not letting him, we're not letting him like fail upwards. It'd be cool if he went and played and played so well that the Mavericks were like, you don't need to play anymore. Yeah. And everyone would love that. I would love Mm -hmm. that. I want Josh Green to be great. I want him to be great, but he's not right now. And right now, like you said, he's in that latter 100 tier. Um, you know, the, the summer the summer league really is a league comprised of lottery picks and then international uh, Euro league players. It's like lottery picks and guys that are going to play overseas, um, and or in the G League. And Josh Green is definitely closer to playing overseas or in the G League than he is to being. A, like a actual heavy rotation NBA player, but that's not because the skills aren't there and the right. tools aren't there. Um, he just needs to develop. And like you said, I don't understand why not putting him in a basketball game is the best way to help him be good at basketball games. Right. But. Right. So, well, Luke, once again, another outstanding show. Um, we'll have to talk once uh, we're, we're watching some more summer league games, maybe, uh, maybe early next week. All right, I'll be watching them. All right, guys, been Kirk Henderson and Lucas Q. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we will talk to you soon.